0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode i'm cassandra and as always i'm just so grateful that you are here today for yet another show and this one is so so special caitlin smith of caitlin curiosity comes on to share her beautiful experience of leaving a life of hustle and busyness and brick and mortar business for 160 acres of nature, moving to a state that she had never been to, moving into a cabin, sight unseen. And the most beautiful part of all is that she manifested all of it. This conversation just lit me up in so many ways because she, just by speaking her truth and her experience, taught me so much about my own. I... As soon as I finish this intro, I'm going to just run to my journal because I have so many thoughts and feelings and emotions running through my veins right now that I just need to get out um, from pen to paper. And I really hope that listening to this episode does the same for you, that it feels extremely expansive. And not only do we talk about just following your intuition and that deep inner knowing um, of the kind of life that you want to build for yourself, but we go into talking about owning a small business and all of the pains and beautiful, beautiful nuggets that come along with that. We talk about friendships and how um, sometimes it's best to just let them go and what that might look like. We talk about Caitlin's relationship that she found out in nature with a very amazing man. It was her first time opening up about it, and I'm so grateful that she decided to do that here on this platform. Um, it's a really, really beautiful story and just really speaks to her self-worth and her self-respect and how she's showing up differently in this relationship um, than she has in any of her other previous relationships. There are so many more things that she and I cover. This conversation just flowed so organically that It's a longer one that I normally post, but it would truly be depriving you guys if I cut anything out. So um, though it is long, I really, really, really encourage you to listen all the way through. Um, it's, It's by far one of my favorites. And I'm just so grateful to Caitlin for being so vulnerable and authentic and just really showing parts of herself that, you know, to some can feel a little scary to do so. And I think it's people like this walking the planet that remind us and give us the permission that being vulnerable is really, really brave. And it's, it's a huge part of the human experience. Before we transition into the episode, if you would just take 30 seconds to head over to iTunes and leave a five star rating and a review, if you feel called to leave a review, Um, I would just be so grateful. It, It really does mean the world. And Again, Caitlin and I touch on this actually, where your reviews and your ratings and your sharing of the show with friends, um, friends and family, or anyone that you think might benefit from the show is truly what lights us up and keeps us keeps us going. It's really not the monetization or the financial abundance that comes from it. Truthfully, I don't have much financial abundance coming from this podcast. That's not why I do it those reviews that come through mean so much to me and really are the the guiding force behind my wanting to show up every day and just knowing that um, what I'm doing matters and that it's landing with you so truly thank you so much for just seeing me for holding the space for me and for showing up here time and time again it means everything Okay, now is the time. Let's flow into today's episode with Caitlin Smith of Caitlin Curiosity. Caitlin, thank you so
1: much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked. Yeah,
0: I was talking about it a little bit before we hit record that it feels sort of like this weird dream to have you on here because I've been following along with your journey for so long. And ever since I heard you on Lacey Phillips podcast, actually, and um, as I started following along, I was like, I think we would be friends. Like, I hate that you (laughs) live all the way over there because like she is someone I would hang
1: out with. I love that. Thank you. I love that social media has the aspect, like when you, when you do show up as like your authentic self that it has this ability to connect people that you would never find like in your own town, which is so beautiful. One of the, one of like the beautiful, I try and focus on like the beautiful things of social media and I feel like that is one of them. So yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Also quickly, I have to tell you two things. One, thank you from the bottom of my soul. For introducing me to everyday oil. I am legitimately (laughs) (laughs) obsessed. I've gotten so many of my family and friends hooked on it. I like lather myself in it every day.
2: Good. It's, it's so it's intoxicating. Like,
1: oh, I every day I put it on and I just like huff it in my hands because it's like it feels so good, it smells so good. I'm like I I oh I la- like lather dry brushing. Oh, no. If you do like a dry brush Ooh. and then put the oil on over, your skin feels like I'm a baby. It. It's amazing. I'm gonna do that tonight. Something <laughs> else that
0: I do that's really weird is that I'll like lather it all over myself and then I'll on purpose just go and like nuzzle my dog. So I'm like I want you to smell <laughs> like this now. You I know? love it. Um, (laughs) Um, And also, I had your coconut butter and chamomile coffee from your coffee tonics recipes this morning, and you are a genius. It is so delicious. I'll link all of that in the show notes for everyone. But yeah, I'm a huge coffee lover, and this has just taken it to a whole new level. And it's fun because I feel like I'm doing something extra good for my body while indulging in the caffeine, so... So totally.
1: glad you created and that. Thank you. So happy. And I, I like, chamomile was one of my favorite herbs, and I just want it, and I love coffee too. And so I was like, why don't I just, like, try combining them and play around with it until it tastes yeah. yummy. And it's giving your body these benefits without having to spend a ton of money. Right. So I'm just, it's so fun. I love that you love it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and
0: making your own coconut butter. So I went to this, I had to go do a grocery run, and I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I can, I already have the coconut. Like, I can do this myself, and you... We're spot on. It is so good. It's so, so good. good. And it's and so easy. easy. It, it's yeah. so
1: easy. And you see it for sale for like like 15 bucks. And you're like, it, t- it, t- it cost me like $2 to make at home. Yeah. And it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: something too that I just like really appreciate is that like, you know, you sell like this recipe book, for example, um, which is amazing as you should because, you know, you're putting in your work, your all this work into it. Um, but I really love how you focus on you know, not steering people to like spend all of this money to like, you know, make these complex recipes. Instead, you're like, well, here, you can make this from this and it won't cost you anything, you know? So I just, I really appreciate and I value that you're sort of giving people the tools and the resources with what they already have or what's affordable.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted, I felt like that was something that was really lacking in wellness sometimes Mm -hmm. is this feeling of accessibility. Mm -hmm. And so I really, and like I found wellness when I was a broke farmer. So I'm like, if I, if I can do this on any budget, I just want to share what I know to help Mm -hmm. others and never make people feel like they have to buy like a fancy adaptogen or like whatever it may be like this beauty. And some of these products are so beautiful, but I'm like, I really want to help everyone on every level, no matter where you're at yeah. just start and it, and like the coffee tonics are so fun because once you kind of get the base recipe down you can start experimenting with like oh I right. have this in my cabinet and I have that in my cabinet and yeah. it becomes this like really beautiful experience instead of just like waking up grabbing coffee doing the next thing it's like yeah. a really conscious experience in the morning which I love yeah
0: absolutely so I know we kind of already started the interview but I like to start off um, interviews like this by painting a picture for the listeners so with that being said could you tell us Where you are in this moment and what life is looking like for you right now? I can. So
1: I have officially, almost officially, been in a small town of Oregon, in northeast Oregon, for almost a year now. And a year ago, I was a Phoenix native. I lived there for 29 years, and I lived in a really cool studio apartment downtown. It was everything I had wanted at one point, and I realized I was really unhappy and really drained, and the energy of this city just felt like a lot, and I kept getting this Full that I needed to be in nature, and I have no idea what that looked like or where it would be, and I, I, I just it's so crazy. Cause it was coming to me in meditations, this place, it was like little bits and pieces and it was horses and it was well water and it was a Creek and it was, mm-hmm. it's, it was a cabin. And so I would just like write everything down that would come to me and I was just putting it out in the universe until I felt like I was totally burnt out from the city. And I put it out there that I was like, okay, I'm ready to move. I'm totally open to wherever that may be. I was working from home. So I had the freedom to live wherever. And I, after like a month and a half of looking, I found the cabin of my dreams in a mountain town of like 200 people in Oregon. I had never been there. I couldn't just like get up and go see it. So I just, I talked to the landlord who, he built this cabin himself. It's incredibly built on this beautiful property of 160 acres. And literally like this morning, I'm walking down, there's a river that runs through the property. There's there's a bald eagle nest that I'm like staring no. up at. It's, Insane. We have ten horses on the property, and they're just so. Shaman. I love that horse. (laughs) He's the most beautiful horse, and he only has one eye. And it's like the craziest story about him and their story. But it's the most magical place, and so. When I started creating meditate, I have just recently started creating guided mm. meditations and I really wanted to bring people here on the ranch and experience mm. the sunshine and the wind and the nature and the river and the horses. And so I just feel so lucky, especially, especially these days that I'm out here and this is the place I get to call home and recharge. And it's been so healing and beautiful. And I love that social media has been a platform to be mm-hmm. able to share this magical place with everyone and especially those who are in a city or maybe in a little apartment or want to move to nature, especially women, especially women who want to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to share, share, share as much as I can. Yeah.
0: So this dream cabin in nature. So first of all, you guys, if you don't follow Caitlin on Instagram, you're going to want to do that. Not just <laughs> for her inspiring way of living, but because I swear to God, this horse, like, I don't know why when you like post stuff about Shaman, I get like chills from head to uh-huh. toe, like, uh-huh. and I'm not, not a horse person. I love animals, but like, I don't have much experience with them, but holy uh-huh. shit, he's like so majestic. <laughs> um, but more than that, I know this is something that you talked about on Lacey Phillips podcast, and I thought this story was so expansive. And I'm wondering if you would be open to kind of diving in how you manifested this home, how it started from meditation and how you were able to bring that to fruition. Can you
1: give us some backstory on that? Yeah, I can definitely. So it was, it's, it's really interesting looking, especially being like a year into the journey now, looking back at really how it all came together. And it was bits and pieces of first kind of starting out where, we had spent a weekend at her forest retreat house. And that was, I had kept getting these, this pull that I wanted to live in nature. And then after spending a weekend there, it was like the first time I came back to my apartment downtown in Phoenix. And I just, it was annoying. It was like, okay, I'm ready to live Mm -hmm. in nature and I'm ready. I have no idea what that looks like. And so again, it was just going through meditations, writing down anything that would come up. And I would also write down any little signs I would get during like my conscious day. So I'd be watching um, like big little lies. And so I was like, Ooh, big sir is really beautiful. I wonder Mm. if it's somewhere there. So like, Big stir was somewhere I started. I kind of looked on the coast of like northern California at first Mm. because I would just write down any place that would kind of grab my attention and write it down on my list and. For those who are interested in human design, too, I'm a non-specific manifester. So it kind of, for me, it always comes from a feeling. I just have this feeling. It's not from a logical, intellectual, like I didn't sit down with pen and paper and think, like, what would I want? What do I need? Like Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. It was just it would come randomly during a meditation or in my day to day life. And it wouldn't make sense. So, like, horses didn't make any fucking sense to me. Because, like, mm-hmm. I had never been around horses. Yeah. I always expected them because they're so big and beautiful. And I loved their energy. But I had never been around horses. But for whatever reason, they kept coming up for me. And now, like, now you're
0: feeding a- <laughs> them every morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now I'm feeding them every day. And now I'm like, oh, this is why I needed to be around horses. Because yeah. they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I would just kind of listen to whatever, whatever intuition or whatever was guiding me and write this down. And when I really felt ready, I, my lease downtown was coming to an end. And I think I had about three months left. And so I was like, this feels like a good time to start looking since I had no idea. That's always the question I get too, is like, where did you, how did you know where to start? It was like, mm-hmm. I did it. I just, I literally started looking on Zillow rentals. Mm-hmm. I looked, I started with Northern California and I realized that it was really expensive and I wasn't attached to a place. That's always something I recommend too, is like, don't, don't get so attached to like Montana or Oregon or that like whatever state or city it may be, kind of be open if it. at least for me, I I had this feeling of where I wanted to live and I wasn't attached to, it had to be California. So I started looking up the coast and then that went into like the Oregon coast. And then I looked around Portland and then I looked around like Central Oregon. And I did that for about a month and a half. And you get to the point where you start to question like, is this list fucking crazy? Am I asking for too much? Mm -hmm. And I like to be transparent about my budget too, because it was small. Like I had, I, I really didn't want to spend more than like 1500 a month. And so I was like anywhere from like 12 to 1500 a month would be great. And I was starting to feel like I was asking for too much with the list I had and the budget I had. And
0: that's where I I get stuck when I make a list. I'm like, this is insane. I, yeah. This doesn't exist. That's, and then I just throw the list away. So this is super expansive for me to hear this too.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I, you have those moments and they just kind of come and go, you honor them when they come up and there's days where it was like, I'm never going to find this place. Mm-hmm. And there was days where I was really excited about it. And I just kept looking, didn't get obsessive about it. Didn't get really attached to it. I knew I, I just had this knowing that if, it was going to come through, it was going to come through. And like, if it didn't, then it just wasn't the time. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really important too, especially when we're doing any kind of, manifestation work it, there's sometimes there can be such an attachment to like the outcome almost and now realizing it because like partnership and this home and career does especially these big things don't come all at once especially so it kind of comes in stages right at the exact time and it right. kind of does it in the way that you need and so finally one night by total accident i clicked on like the northeast part of the map on zillow rentals in oregon and there was one there was one rental in this tiny town listed for rent, and it was a thousand dollars a month and it just took my breath away. It was everything I had wanted, what I felt like I wanted to a T and so I immediately reached out to the landlord and what else I always like to share is like it said that they weren't accepting pets and I have two dogs and I was like I just feel like this is the pl- like I just knew in my gut and that's another like generator mm-hmm. thing. i a generator in human design so I just knew. And so I reached out to him. I was really transparent. I had the two dogs and he was like, that's okay. Send over pictures. We'll talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. And when we talked on the phone, the next day, he was like, it has, um, a Creek that runs to the back. It's on a river. It has horses. It has well water. It has, it was literally like beyond the pictures that I saw, I'm like, Oh, it freaked me out how much to a T it was the place I was envisioning myself during every meditation. Mm. And that's when I was like, it's, this is just meant to be, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so, uh, we went ahead with it. He said, yes, I said, yes, I signed the lease without ever seeing it in person without even, I've never even been to Oregon. That's the craziest
0: (laughs) part that I love so much. Like that's truly trusting your intuition there.
1: I was single. There was always like that, like there, but that wasn't ever a thing on my mind of like, will I find someone or won't I find someone? Mm. It was just, I didn't, I got to this point where, cause I had been single, like consciously single for a year. And I got to this point where I was like, I'm not going to wait for a partner to start living the life that I am like dreaming of. So if I want to move to a cabin in the middle of nowhere, then fuck it. I'm going to move to a yes. cabin in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes. I'll meet someone or I won't meet someone who cares, but that's what fulfills me. So mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. And and so, yeah, like a, um, a few weeks later, I packed up everything I could in like my tiny little because I didn't want to bring a ton of stuff mm-hmm. and whatever didn't fit, didn't fit. And I've never missed anything. Everyone always asked that because I was like, I didn't miss anything. And, like I love simplifying my, my life like that, too. Like whatever fit was meant to go, whatever didn't was meant to be donated or thrown away. So packed up my dogs. We did the drive. We came out here, <laughs> and it's been uh, the most magical experience. That's ever so seen. amazing.
0: So, and that's like the thing too is that, you know, it's not like you are in this place where there's nothing accessible to you. You know, it's like you can get your bed and still have that delivered. <laughs> like those little tedious details that I think a lot of times can stop people from moving forward. Like little things like that. So, um, what? So, what would you tell people if? They're kind of stuck on like feeling like they want to make a change, but they don't exactly know what that is. You said meditation was really huge for you. So is that what you would recommend for anyone else who's looking? Actually, you offer those sessions, which we're we're totally going to get into later, but talk about that a
1: little bit. Yeah. So on like a subconscious level, meditation is great because it kind of gives you a way to turn off that thinking mind that wants to control everything. Mm. And then those fearful thoughts come up. That's a beautiful way to just kind of let yourself dream. And where does your mind go when you go to that place? And that was always like the question I would ask myself. And I would, again, write down anything. And then on like a conscious level, it's really, really, really being present in the moment to see what things are lighting you up or what's Mm -hmm. exciting you or what you're drawn to or what accounts are you following on social media? It's kind of those things that like you're not, you're just kind of doing without really realizing, just starting to make note of that of like, Oh, I see a pattern there that I'm like really interested in this place or this kind of climate or whatever it may be. And just, I mean, yeah, just bringing a sense of like presence to your everyday life instead of, and I, I feel like especially now we we're being, gifted all this time if we can if for some of us if we have mm-hmm. that privilege and we have this time and and Netflix is great and like fun and entertainment but like it's also such a beautiful time to really reflect and grow through this and go inward and get to know yourself deeper and yeah. be yeah. more present in your everyday life so that's that's the two things i would recommend That's
0: amazing. I love the uh, social media thing too because that is such an intuitive thing that we tend to do just like click that follow button without a ton of thoughts, more of a feeling. It's like mm-hmm, totally exactly. energetic. I love that. That makes me want to go and like scroll through and see what the <laughs> pattern is. Um. So what were some of your fears around this move? What was showing up for you? Because we all know that any sort of change can come with fears too, whether they're big or small. Were there any like things that were kind of boiling up for you? Or did you just like full heartedly trust this process with really no uh, reservation?
1: I... I didn't have any fear until the moment I got here and like Google Maps had taken me to the wrong place. And I had that instant of feeling like, oh my God, this was too good to be true. I got scammed. Like it doesn't exist. Oh no. But then like I eventually found out that because like, it's such a small town and it's like on a dirt road that like it just had taken me to the wrong place. Uh, but it. I always, I get that question so much of how, how I trusted it and how I didn't, I didn't have fears. And one thing I would always kind of talk through myself, cause I was someone that struggled a lot with anxiety, but for th- mm-hmm. this process, it was so, there was just so much trust in knowing that this is where I was supposed to be. And, and it was like, at the end of the day, the worst case scenario would be, I just didn't like it and I can mm. move back and that's it. And like, yeah. maybe that's a failure in some people's eyes, but like, really it's never a failure. Cause I would have had some kind of experience out here. I would have learned, I would have grown in some way. So I always say that it's like worst cases, it just doesn't resonate for you. Or maybe it wasn't the place you envisioned mm. and you still had this beautiful experience. You still had lessons from it and you can either move back to where you came from or move to the next thing or whatever like just go to the next thing it's like well just grow and evolve from it
0: yeah it's more insight and more information for you to take to the next adventure yeah that's so true
2: absolutely
0: have there been moments of loneliness and if so how do you combat that when it arises I know for me so I live in the city now I've almost always lived in the city uh, for my adult life but um if I'm feeling lonely sometimes all it takes is for me to just like Walk down the street and go to a coffee shop, and within minutes, you know, I'm surrounded by people and other people's energy. So I'd love to hear how you go about um, that sort of issue, I guess. Yeah, um,
1: uh, living remote. It's for me. So what's crazy is I always felt so much lonelier in a mm. city, in a big city. That to me was much more of a lonely feeling because. Sure. I'm an introvert and I'm a cancer son. And so I love and I thrive off of being alone and it feels really recharging for me. Mm-hmm. And in a city, it almost felt like a lot more shameful because everyone was like going out to eat and bars and, and like drinking or, or hanging out together, all this social time. And for me, that can be really, really draining. Yeah,
2: I feel and that so that
1: for way. here, it when I got here, it felt like for the first time in my life, it was like accepted and and like okay for me to be alone and that felt so good and there are there are there were moments and I guess in the beginning where you were if anything for me I was like a little nervous because I was so comfortable being alone, yeah. and I kind of—it <laughs> scared me. I was like, "This doesn't seem healthy." that I love, like, I love this yeah. much time. Right. So I, I got like a little small part-time job, um, in this in the bigger city, so I could like have human interaction, and it yeah. was so funny because instantly. I was drained and I felt oh. exhausted and it goes back to like that generator thing in human design. It was like my battery felt so drained being around people and having to have like, I hate small talk. So having like small talk conversation and I just, I love working from home. I love being alone. I love being, and I guess in, in nature and being around the animals, like I never actually truly feel like I'm alone, yeah. but I, I, I always, I love your tidbit of like going to a coffee shop and just being like surrounded by the energy of people I think is beautiful. And I Mm -hmm. think that's such a great example of how to kind of recharge that, that Mm -hmm. battery without kind of feeling alone. But I always invite, like, I know there's, my dad's an example right now of like, he's really struggling with like quarantine because he, he has a hard time being alone. And so I've just trying, I've been encouraging him to kind of sit with that and kind of go a little bit deeper into Mm -hmm. like why does it feel scary for you to be alone? Like mm-hmm. just kind of exploring that if there is any shame or or fear around the loneliness or being alone, I wouldn't say, cause being alone to me isn't lonely. It's like yeah. amazing. And it's a sweet <laughs> now that I have a partner, I'm like trying to balance out the, <laughs> the yeah. love that yeah. time. But <laughs> just kind of exploring why it may feel lonely to you and like yeah. what you are seeking and how much of that you can give to yourself without feeling like, you need other people to kind of fulfill that for you.
0: Mm, yeah, because there's a difference between like, like you said, like needing that to be f- filled by someone else and choosing, you know, mm-hmm. to have it be filled by someone else. Because I mean, I'm a projector in human design, and so um, I'm very sensitive to other people's energies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like what I take on, and so kind of the same as you. Like I prefer to be, you know, by myself or one-on-one with people rather than like big groups. And so yeah, like it's a it's a quick hit for me, like being able to like like we said go to the coffee shop and then I'm like that was good or like, you know, a dinner <laughs> with a friend and then I'm like that was good. I'm going to go home now and be by myself. So yeah, I feel that so much. And for anyone who's listening who's struggling with being by themselves I think Caitlin kind of nailed it there just try and sit with that and maybe do some meditation and some journaling and just try and discover what it is that's coming up for you because obviously there's no judgment in in that kind of self-work it's it's yours and it's private so
1: absolutely and I think and I know especially we're going through such a sensitive time right now where we can't there's a lot of people missing like the human connection and we can't really have it right now because we're quarantined so just if you communicating to a friend or someone you trust or a loved one like I'm feeling down today like I'm feeling really bummed down, I'm feeling really anxious and just just picking up the phone whether it's like a FaceTime or a phone call or a voice note I love voice notes and just reaching out to someone that you care about or you trust to kind of share those feelings because you are not alone right now in those feelings whatsoever
0: yeah absolutely um, and because we just talked a lot about, you know, your move and your transition into nature, I just wanted to sneak in and say to all of you guys that Caitlin has a digital offering on her website called Moving Into Nature, which takes you through the steps on how to create your own authentic individual roadmap. So um, because she's an amazing human being, she's offering mm-hmm. all of her digital courses and, um, I guess like the coffee tonics recipe book as well for nine dollars right now until all of this settles down and it's the code is take care correct yes okay yeah. I'll include that in the in the links too but um, yeah I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget to plug that because it's really really impactful work um, so I can't think of a better way to phrase this question so I'm just gonna ask it <laughs> straight but. <laughs> What are the biggest differences that you've seen and felt between Phoenix City Caitlin and Oregon Nature Caitlin?
1: Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I love this. Phoenix City Caitlin. I feel like, mm, so for me, God, Phoenix Caitlin and City Caitlin, it was such a time of – self-discovery and finding out who I was and how I wanted to express myself and I kept myself small and like a Mm. lot of relationships when I dated there and like the guys that I dated and it was it was just a lot of self-discovery and feeling a lot of shame for who I was or not quite understanding that and and then god being in nature in a cabin is just it feels like my I it's my most aligned self. I just am so, I just feel like I'm home. It just, it's so wild. Cause I grew up in Arizona. So I was there for 29 years and being here, I gave myself a year. I was like, I think I'm going to stay there for a year. And as soon as I got here, I'm like, this is, this is home. It just feels like my soul is so happy and aligned here. And even the way I've entered this new, um, dating experience, it's just been, I've just consciously communicated everything from like the most authentic place when before I would be, I would want to make people happy and people Mm -hmm. please. And here it's just like, this is who I am. And I'm so accepting of that. And if someone else doesn't accept it, that's okay. And Mm -hmm. they're not for me. And it's, I, I just feel so in alignment and it feels Really good, especially coming from years of never feeling like that, where I'm yeah. like, Who am I? What am I here to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, making everyone else happy, and yeah, it's, it's really, really, I'm just so grateful. Yeah, being
0: surrounded by nature can be while it's really beautiful, it can also be super intense for our consciousness and inner selves. I lived in northern Michigan for like half of a year surrounded by just like acres and deer and not much else. And that is where shit got real. (laughs) Like it was so peaceful, but it was also a time of like super deep reflection and inner dialogue. That is where I like really tapped into my spirituality and it was like so overwhelming and it just couldn't be ignored like that short Mm -hmm. bout in nature though like country living isn't really for me authentically it was such a beautiful time to recognize that you know the stillness and the quiet and like not having much distraction is such a catalyst for really being able to go in so what are some things that um, if you could pinpoint what nature specifically
1: has taught you. Mm, yeah. Mm, that's a good question. I love that. And I love that you honor that it wasn't authentic to you and mm. wasn't like your true soul desire. Cause I always try and, I like in the moving to nature workshop, I I make a a big effort to be very transparent that this is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's I post beautiful pictures and these amazing experiences online, but I want to be fully transparent. Like it's not for everyone and that's okay. But it is so my gosh, it's been the most. And I had a feeling about that before I moved that I knew no matter what this was going to be like a deeply intense experience. Mm -hmm. And I will say Having experienced my first winter, especially, was uh like a um, mind fucked <laughs> like, for lack of a better <laughs> yeah. term. It was yeah, living so off of propane messed. and yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I've never ha- like everyone had warned me prior, like because I was like, it's so magical, it's amazing out here, and I like, just wait till winter. And I'm yeah. like, but I love inward time, but it is inward in a way that I can't even describe. And so that to me was the most transformative time because you're especially being surrounded by nature. You're so sensitive to every, like Mm -hmm. the, the actual seasonal shifts. And Mm -hmm. I felt like that was such, that was such a beautiful time, like winter, because it really was reflective of like the seasons we go through as individuals and as humans. And sometimes we forget that. And, and at least for me, sometimes I have a hard time dealing with those more turbulent times or those inward times or those reflective times. and and winter is such a beautiful mirror of, of our human experience of like there's spring and there's summer and there's fall. And then there's the winter where it's just going inward who I'm trying, I have to like tap back into that. Cause I was like celebrating that it was over. Cause it was, it's just intense. It's really, really intense and the energy of just the community shifts. And that was before all of this happened too. So like no one's really out. Everyone's indoors Um, it's a lot of reading and growing and reflecting. I feel like it's very, very on par with what we're kind of experiencing now, Mm. just having to spend so much time in our own spaces and, and navigating numbing techniques, like, like too much Netflix or reality TV or whatever it may be, or emotional eating or emotional baking. And that was winter was really the time for me where I was like, I really got to see any old triggers or wounds kind of come to the service and navigating all of that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Big stuff. Woo.
1: <laughs>
0: How have your, yeah, no oh. kidding. How have your relationships with, I mean, either with your family or your friends back home, shifted or changed since you've kind of moved to this not even just a new place that's very remote but just like a new lifestyle mm. it and has, and it's, now that you're now that you're organ caitlin you know i think that can be <laughs> hard too when like you kind of shift with a new phase of life and a new adventure like relationships tend to not always know how
1: to change alongside you no it's true so with like friends it really was it really was a growing period because right before i left i was kind of shedding any kind of friendships that had a feeling of codependency or that would have kept me there or just weren't where i felt small and i had to speak my truth and they didn't want to accept that or hear that and so i had to shed those before i left And then uh, the closer, the other closer friends that I have, it's really interesting because I had a group of like three other girlfriends that all moved like a month after I left. So it's been really kind of beautiful getting to connect with them and the newer versions of them. And some Mm. of them struggle a little bit with the move and others are really accepting of it. And that's been really cool. And then with my family, I feel like it's gotten, we've always had like um, a rockier relationship. So for, for me this feels like the healthiest relationship I've had with my family having this space mm-hmm. and having this deeper acceptance of myself and then also having that deeper acceptance of myself allows me to really accept and love them exactly as they are as, and not just in the role of my parents, my mom, my dad, my brother, it's just seeing them for who they are outside of that role and Mm. accepting and loving that and getting to connect with them as just like human to human
0: Yeah, has
1: been really, really incredible. So it's been it's been amazing, and I've had a few visitors that have come out, which has been nice. And I love that I get to share that with them. And but really, the space has been really beneficial.
0: Yeah, sometimes that's so true. Yeah. Can you touch on? Um, this is something that I have, you know, readers of the blog and listeners of the podcast ask me somewhat frequently and I've given like my viewpoint on this but I would be really curious to hear how you would recommend or suggest shedding those friendships that maybe whether they're toxic or they're just not energy energetically correct for you how did you go about that because I think a lot of people have a lot of fear around that you know it's the people pleasing thing that comes into play or that it it has to like look or
1: feel malicious that's not always true. Exactly. It's For me, it was, it was terrifying because I was such a people pleaser and I kind of would shape shift to, mm. to the role that someone would want me to play. And what ends up happening is you end up becoming really unhappy because someone never sees you for who you are because you've never really presented them like who you are. And so for me, it just got to a point where I was really unhappy and I knew that I was keeping myself small and I knew that our friendships, in order to keep being friends, I kind of had to keep playing that role. And I felt like I grew outside of that role and I wasn't being supported. And the biggest tip I would give and is to just speak your truth as consciously and as loving as you can and after that, it's not in your hands. Now, mm-hmm. How they react, how they treat you. Um, some of the conversations I had were really loving and accepting, and a lot of
0: them. So we got interrupted there for a second because technology. <laughs> but yeah, we were just talking about um, your friendships and how some of the conversations were really loving,
1: mm-hmm. and then maybe some okay, were that's more difficult. We're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of them are going to be loving. Some of them are going to be some of them are going to be hurt and they're going to want to hurt you, perhaps. Mm -hmm. At least that was my case where it was, they were trying to hurt me because they felt hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, the end of the day, and it's still, it's still really painful for me. Like that was always, especially coming from like a people pleasing background of knowing that I hurt someone, even though my intention was to lovingly have this conversation, to speak my truth, to advocate for myself. It it still pains me that I hurt someone else because that's never my intention. And just it's, um, it's hard and it gets easier with time and just know that if you're doing it from, I, th- I believe that if you're doing it from this loving place mm-hmm. that, that there's, I mean, there's nothing else. It's out of your hands at that point, how they react. And just, mm-hmm. if there's some people that want to grow with you and there's others mm-hmm. who won't. And so just kind of honoring that this is all a part of your journey. And if they don't want to be a part of it anymore, then that's, it's okay. It's o- It's okay. And you'll meet people that will be your people and will support you and will want to see you for you and stand by you and grow with you and have those hard conversations because some people don't want to have those conversations mm-hmm. and it is apparent and it's mm-hmm. like, it almost makes it even more clear. Like, okay, we are yeah. clearly, we have grown two separate ways. Like any relationship, it's like even a romantic relationship, it's it's the same thing of like we've just grown apart and we're
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're on our two separate paths at this point. But yeah. it is really painful and just just mourning that and allowing yourself to feel that and and just advocating for yourself is so beautiful yeah absolutely so speaking of
0: romantic relationships um (laughs) so living in a tiny town you found what seems to be you know as far as I can tell on Instagram, just a really beautiful partnership with someone. So this defies the odds. I'm doing that in quotes, you know, for those who think that it's impossible to move to a small town and meet someone. So are you open to sharing this story?
1: I am. You guys can't see her face,
0: but she's like ear to ear, like looking down,
1: (laughs) (laughs) written all over your face. (laughs) this is the first time I'm really sharing it because I really keep like my private stuff so private, but I want to be expansive to anyone who's especially women because that's the single number one question I get out here is like weren't you worried about being alone weren't you scared to do it alone and um didn't you think about dating before you went and (laughs) I uh, (laughs) it's just so wild so When I moved here, I, it's a really tiny town of like 200 people. So there it's, it never, I never had the mindset that I couldn't date out here. I just, what I just knew it just wasn't on my radar. Like I want to, I am fully living my life for me. I want to move. I'm going to do the best thing for my dogs and me. And that was all I was thinking of. And I was also consciously single for a year, and. There's only so. There's so much growing and learning that you do in that time, and it's so beautiful. But uh, you'll get to a point. You get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to take this out in the real world. And like, I'm start almost up- there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. that's
1: when all this all the shit starts happening. Cause yeah. You're like, oh, I thought I healed from all of these things. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, Clearly, we're being tested again. <laughs> so, um, I moved out here, and on our ranch, there it's 160 acres, and so there's Two other properties besides mine, and we're fairly spaced out. And so in one of the houses is like a young family, and then down by the river in a yurt is Mm-mm. this <laughs> is, is my now boyfriend. So when I moved here on like the second or third day I was here and I was moving in, he had come up to meet me, and as soon as I met him, like my I just know, like, I'm not, I just knew. I had this known. I was like, oh, Caitlin. Like, I was really attracted to him. There was something, but not on like, a physical way. I'm very physically attracted to him, but it was more on, like, this soul level of, like, my soul recognized his soul to, like, mm-hmm. as a lack of a better, I don't know how to describe it, but I, like, wasn't ready to date yet. I was like, I had just moved there. I wasn't just going to, like, start dating. Mm-hmm. I was also like, don't shit where you eat. Like, you both live on the same property. Yeah. Like, you probably, I don't know, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I, we just got to know each other over the few months. And it's really funny because I would, he would always ask me to hang out. He's also a manifester in human design. So he is the one that's like, like, it's good for him to initiate. And so mm-hmm. he would always ask me to hang out. And because I knew I, I was like, I knew I had a crush on him, I was like, no, no. And so I'd always reject him, but he would like keep trying. And it's really funny uh, looking back now, he's like, he's like, I, I didn't think you were into me whatsoever. And I'm like, I was, but I was trying to push you away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I finally got to a point after like four months of living out here where I was like, okay, I'm fine. I feel settled in. I'm ready to date. And so I was, um, I just kind of put it out there that i was ready in the same way that i put it out there that i was ready to move to nature it's just this knowing Mm -hmm. where i kind of get to this place and I can intuitively feel, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And so I opened that up. And it's so funny because as soon as I did, that's when I had the part-time job in town. And um, men started asking me out and men started hitting on me. And before that, it was like I hadn't like I was invisible almost. Like no mm. one, it's so crazy how when we make those shifts, how people can start appearing to you and you appear to them. And so I that was also because I was such a people pleaser in the past. I would say yes to guys, like, well, maybe maybe he's nice, or maybe this, but i so i practiced saying no to men that i wasn't interested in and that was like a big deal for me so i um would do that and then my boyfriend my now boyfriend his name is daniel so daniel and i would were hanging out and we had this friendship and it was right after i had said i was ready to date that's when i really started like realizing i had deep feelings for him besides our friendship and so I also, an old pattern of mine is I was always someone who was like, if a man wants me, he needs to be in his masculine and he needs to go after me and pursue me. And I would never pursue a guy, but Daniel is very respectful. And so he never wanted it to be awkward on the ranch. So he never wanted to cross that line. So I was the one who initiated that I was like, Hey, I have feelings for you. I don't know if you have them back for me, but I'm just Mm -hmm. letting you know. And Mm -hmm. so that was something I would have never done before in the past,
0: a different way of advocating for yourself too. like, (laughs) I don't want to just like, hang on to these feelings anymore. I'm gonna like, deliver them totally. to you and if you don't have them back
1: no worries <laughs> oh <cool>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did have them back and so <laughs> we it, we just like it slowly but surely just like it we would just spend time together and then it like became romantic and it's now been six months since we've been mm-hmm. dating and he's just it's the healthiest partnership that I've ever been in where I I never, I was always someone that would like, I've been in an abusive relationship before that was emotionally and physically abusive. So I, I would always have that mindset of like wanting to make the other person happy, never advocating for myself, never sharing my feelings when I, and I'm I think I said, I'm a cancer son, so I'm very sensitive, and I would feel shameful for being sensitive, and with this, I was always like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm, and that's how I always approached it with him, is like, I'm gonna do this differently, and I'm gonna do this in the most aligned way, because if I want a healthy partnership, like, I have to show up for me in this, and if he rejects that, then that's, he's not for me, he's not for me, and so from, like, the first month of, he's also, He's a Romanian immigrant, so his first language oh, wow. isn't English, and his his um, he's very blunt and very honest, and sometimes I'm very sensitive to that, and so immediately as we started dating, I would communicate like, hey, that thing you said, made, this is how it made me feel, and he would listen and apologize and take responsibility, and we really have grown to, to honor the other person's communication style and respect it, and I've never had that before, but I've also never showed up for myself before, so it's really been the most beautiful partnership and I feel so grateful and it's just it's so funny because like when I talk about him too like he has his master's in poetry but he's like basically a lumberjack by day so he's like this beautiful balance of like like Ernest Hemingway day. over there <laughs> like this man there. man and who like, like reads it's poetry it's so, it's like people I've had people ask me like are you gonna write a book about this kind of stuff because it doesn't sound real sometimes it's like who are you (laughs) but also
0: you know as you were talking it was just one of those things and I'm gonna go back to something really small that you said too but it's just like it all stemmed from you making a decision that came from deep alignment and reflection and inner knowing you made that decision to move right and then you were like why horses like I'm not even familiar with them, but horses are one of the most intuitive animals on this planet. And that Mm -hmm. also, like, when you said that, I was like, yeah, but, like, you are so deeply intuitive. That is, like, not lost on me that you would feel called to be around this specific kind of animal. That makes sense. And then, like, meeting a man who is, like, very respectful and open to, like, just who you are as you are. It just kind of all is like this like flow, you know? So like anyone listening, I don't, I really hope that your reaction isn't like, this is just too good to be true. Are you going to write a book? It's like, it's more like, no, like this is everyone's birthright. And like you got here, not just by coincidence, you got here by doing some really grueling work that we talked about is not always pretty. um, And, you know, really grew that muscle to be able to advocate for yourself. And that is where like real beauty of life comes from it's not just like given to you um exactly. yeah so I just yeah. want to acknowledge that you worked really hard to get where you
1: are thank you thank you and it's I always try and I always 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 want to to like when I'm working one-on-one with a client especially women it's it it really is when you are so in alignment and and you do that work things fl- it flows into your life I wouldn't say effortlessly because there is a lot of effort behind that that goes into it but it just you start to get into this flow where things come to you and exactly at the right times like it wasn't I feel like again like sometimes we we want like we want all the things at once. We want the mm-hmm. career, we want the relationship and we want the the dream home all at once. And it's like, it, it's always going to be given to you in stages at exactly the time that you need it. Like I couldn't have met him if I didn't have moved out here. And like my career came after, it was like, it's all been a flow of like, it wasn't all at once, it wasn't overwhelming. It was, I was ready for the next thing. And then I was ready for the next thing. And that's exactly when it came in. So just having that grace and patience that you're learning everything you're learning right now for a reason, for the next mm-hmm. thing and just having patience Mm -hmm. with that process and you're unlearning a lot of things too yeah
0: Yeah, (laughs) like the unblocking and yeah that's so true what would you tell someone who feels like that feeling of um overwhelm or like feeling scattered as far as like trying to live a life in flow but let's take someone who just like has this like deep desire to strip things down and just make life simple which is very very appealing that feels like a good example because I feel like a lot of people are kind of after that, like internal feeling of simplicity. So what would you tell someone who just doesn't even know where to start? Like their brain is just like going, going, going. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that's like a well phrased yeah. question, but.
1: No, it, it is. Um, the, for the thing that's been the most influential for me and getting clear, on what works best for me has really been human design. And I know you Mm. just had a human design podcast that everyone should go listen to because that has been the biggest game changer for me to understand and honor what truly works best for me. Not someone else's rules, not someone else's program, not someone else's whatever. It's like, this is what works best for you, Caitlin. And really tuning into that. That's such a beautiful place to start. I feel like if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're not familiar with human design, just learning your human design type. So for me, it's a generator. So it's following those things that light me up. And that's like a simple exercise of taking inventory of, of things in my life. Even before the move, I started with what was in my apartment, what physical objects are in my apartment. Does this light me up? Does this not light me up? And it mm-hmm. was like just simple exercises like that to to declutter and to simplify will start to get you in, in that flow. I think we kind of, sometimes we get, yeah, we get overwhelmed because we like want to make these big, drastic changes and moves. And it's like just starting with those little steps to like, just throw things out that aren't in alignment with you anymore. A simple practice like that. Mm. And what is, is in just bringing, like bringing consciousness to like, for me, even like creating content, it was like. I I would get so in my head of like, what am I here to do? What are my skills? And I would just go, 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 go. And instead, it was like, I just simplified, like, what lights me up? And it was like coffee tonics and living in nature. It was like, it's so simple. And then it's like, okay, create a workshop around Mm -hmm. that thing that lights you up. And if Mm -hmm. it resonates, it resonates. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And it's, so wild that anytime, almost anytime I do something that's out of alignment or that feeling of it, it lights me up. It resonates so much deeper with everyone else. So just Mm -hmm. kind of It's, but it all starts with those simple projects those simple processes of just asking yourself like a simple list. And I I know everyone can do like a what lights me up exercise. For me, like as a generator, it's so easy. And even like one of my manifestor girlfriends, like no, every type has that same kind of. But it's it's really learning what what where does it light you up? Where are you feeling it for? So for me, it's like a gut response where it's Mm. like yes or no, yes Mm -hmm. or no. But and I'm sure you could give your input of like as a projector, like what how you navigate that too. Yeah. <laughs> waiting
0: to be invited. And, but it's the same thing where it's like, you know, you wait for the invitations that light you up. There's going to be a lot of invitations. Like I've gotten quite a few where I'm like, oh, that does not feel good to me, but I appreciate you asking me to do that or to participate. And then there are others like there's one with a, you know, a program that I'm hopeful to launch this year, but like I've gotten a lot of invitations around it, but it's taken time for me to make sure that it feels mm, yeah, aligned. Uh-huh. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, yeah, like that feels really, really good. <laughs> yeah. So and the thing about human design, too, is that, you know, we talk about that in the the episode with Aaron Claire Jones. But like what Caitlin is saying is that it's so unique to who you are. So it's not so much like saying like, oh, you're a Virgo, you're a Cancer, you're a Scorpio. It's it's very specific um, based on your birth time. So like Caitlin's a generator, you might be a generator, but like Caitlin broken down is going to look very different for how you might look, which is where like that true pieces of the authentic self can really shine through.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I love that you said that. because yeah, a lot of times we get like a generalized, mm-hmm. um, based off our energy type, but there is like the profile number and your gates and your channels. Yeah, and, so and if you feel overwhelmed, just book like a one-on-one read. I can't recommend it. And the money is mm-hmm. so worth it. it. Really is. Booking with, and who who can just explain all of that to you and even at, you get to ask them questions like how should I like how how can I tune into my intuition based mm-hmm. off of your chart they can give you the exact answer and that's mm-hmm. so beautiful and just having having those tools is such is such mm-hmm. a great like just hack to get to like oh this is what works for me and this is what doesn't and mm-hmm. it really wasn't until I understood my chart that I now, looking back on, like, how I found this place, it had so much to do with me as an individual and how mm-hmm. I got here. And and so I can't – I yeah, I can't recommend it enough mm-hmm. to finding the path that works best for you as an individual.
0: I just hired Erin Claire to do a blueprint, and it's, like, a 40-page <gasps> PDF of you individually. Uh-huh. I am, like – counting down the days it takes like six weeks because it's so intricate obviously but I'm like that's gonna feel like Christmas I can't wait oh my
1: god <laughs> I know <no. laughs>
0: Well, and you do a lot of um okay so I actually want to get I want to segue into work um and you know just like the work that you're putting out there for everyone and you do um virtual fitness which is amazing mm. I know that you do holistic fitness so I want you to touch on that but you also do I don't know if you, if you still offer this but um workouts for human design types is that right
1: yeah yeah that was something that I was doing and I it's I kind of scaled back because okay. I but I still I still love to do it because I have a free pdf actually that it has like your based on your profile type mm-hmm. like the best way to tune into your body and, and mm-hmm. physical movement based off of that because like oh god it's so it's so it's so crazy to me especially like hearing projectors that are like I used to do like marathons and do all these things that I feel like would be so draining mm-hmm. as a projector but like for like a manifesting generator it's easy and yeah it's it really just um yeah but I I do holistic so I have like a virtual studio and I call it holistic fitness because I used to own a brick and mortar studio in Phoenix and I did personal training and we had incredible like wellness and spirituality of and got to collaborate with uh Almost 30 and Holisticism and all these really incredible people that would cross through town. And I what was always a big thing for me, and especially with women, is the patterning that I saw when it came to fitness, it goes so much deeper than a physical goal. And I just wanted to bring that on an online platform to help as many women as I can, just mm-hmm. connect to their bodies. I really go through the movements where you should, you, you should be feeling it, why you should be feeling it there. Because I never, with everything I create, I always wanted to be this experience where you don't need me. I hate a program where it's like a guru kind of thing where you need that person. I want to teach you the tools so you can do this on your own. So that if I disappear or stop doing that, mm. you have the understanding of like why your body is feeling that or why this thing works a certain way. And that to me is so, so important. And it just really was it, each video too this is how i started getting into the meditations because i never thought i could do like guided meditations but at the end of each workout i would do a guided meditation and just channel through whatever was coming to me and people were really resonating with that and so i'm like i guess i should start recording these and like putting them out and seeing if people like them and if it feels good and it's just it's fitness is so much deeper than just a physical goal and and it's it can be it's something that changed my life because i had it. I had no relationship with my body, I hated my body, I wanted nothing to do with it, and so it really, really is such a beautiful chance to get to honor your body, see the strength, set these goals, and watch how your body not transforms physically, but how like you gain strength, or endurance, or just having that respect and love for your body in a new way that maybe you never knew was possible. So um, I really
0: love it. I love the fact that you're doing this fitness. And then, like you said, closing out with the meditations, it's almost like you're like sealing the work that you did Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. such like a deep Mm -hmm. integral way. I think that's really, really beautiful. And sister, you have a voice like butter. You were made to do (laughs) these meditations. I've listened to quite a few. Um, Yeah. You're so great. At it. And Caitlin actually recorded a short meditation for all of you that I'm going to include at the very end of the episode. So you can stay tuned for that when the show is over. Um, okay. So I want to talk about shifting careers because like you said, you own the brick and mortar and then now you're doing all of this really yummy soul work. So, Money is taboo, which I find disheartening because it's something that we all think about daily. Um, so, how has your relationship to money and abundance shifted since creating this type of soul work?
1: Oh, I love that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I was always someone that struggled with. I had such a lack mentality, and really had this old conditioning from my parents that because I chose an unconventional route of owning my own business or it being a business that I loved that I could never make money from it. And that was something that really hindered the studio, especially because I had such a hard time thinking that I could make money from Mm. doing what I loved. And so I, I was always, it's so crazy because, because since doing this, all the turning everything into soul work and, and really creating these workshops from a place of this is, Totally in alignment to me and what's coming from my soul, and not being attached to defining it as successful based off of x amount of dollars. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this workshop was successful because it sold this much stuff. It's like, no. Yeah. The success comes from the email that where the woman writes it, where a client writes in and says, "This changed my life. This helped me in this way. This did this." I or like this the fitness studio where it's like, "Oh my god, I've never felt like this in years. This is so amazing." Like that's where success comes from and i remember it was like most recently in like the past few months just shifting my mindset from abundance being solely on a financial viewpoint of like i am abundant because i have this much money in my bank account or this much money coming through the workshops and really changing it into into looking at like, I have abundance because I get to live here and I get to work from home and I have all this time and I get to create on my terms and I don't have someone telling me what to do and when to do it. And I'm not unhappy. And I get to work with women that I just, I feel so connected to and I get to help people. And like that to me is so abundant and it's crazy because as soon as that shifts and that becomes my focus, then the finances come in easily. Like Mm. I'm always going to be taken care of when I shift Abundance to not just dollar signs. It's not just dollar signs. Mm -hmm. Like it's connection, and it's it's so much deeper. And so I feel so grateful. But that's it's a lot of it's a lot of conditioning that Mm -hmm. I had to work through because that is not the mindset that I grew up with. And Mm so there is still times where that inner voice comes up where it's like, really, like really, Kaylin, do you really think that? And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm I'm going to choose to believe that because otherwise, it's especially as a small business owner and a creative or a creator it can be so up and down and just i i just i so deeply trust the process now and know that this is coming from a soul place and fine like financially i'm always going to be taken care of mm-hmm. and i have exactly what i need right now and that's it. That's it. But yeah, a lot of work around that conditioning that otherwise says otherwise.
0: Yeah. And I imagine that it's shifted the way that you spend and like, take care of your money that you have now too. And the difference in lifestyle compared to when you were living in the city, no doubt makes a difference. But um, I think it's so easy to be tempted by living in, like, a major city or having access to things all of the time, has that, has that played a role in your life at all? Like, knowing that things aren't as accessible to you? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably, it can yeah. probably be hard, yeah. but also really beautiful,
1: too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the hardest thing for me, like when I lived in the city and it sounds so silly, but like, I loved going to like Whole Foods on a Friday Mm -hmm. night and like treating myself to like some bougie, like kombucha or something that was like, Ooh, I've never tried this before. Just that to me was such a treat and like such a luxury and felt so good. And so out here we clearly don't have that. We barely have anywhere to like go out to eat. So like, I really don't have any of that anymore. And it's great because it's really, really, really for me it's shifted now into growing my own food and buying locally sourced meat and like that to me is the new luxury of like Mm. ooh, this like or like I bought like a handmade soap the other day and that to me felt so luxurious so like when I do give myself these little treats the treats have changed and it's much different and it has made me appreciate it (laughs) yeah I like such an appreciation for like handmade ceramics now and just these beautifully we share that (laughs) Yeah, I was emailing you. I'm like, I am so mad at you. I just bought like three of these. I
0: know. Yeah. I love that. Just shifting the mindset of like what, what luxury meant to you then and what it means to you now. I love that. I love that Mm, so much. Um, Mm -hmm. so you, I want to talk about social media because you recently took a break and Mm, your email, you sent an email, I think Yeah, it was the, like, a letter from the heart. So if you guys don't follow Caitlin's email, too, I really encourage you to sign up. It's, like, maybe once every two weeks or so or just when you feel called. Um, They're just, like, the most beautiful emails. Um, And you sent that one, and it was equal parts heartbreaking and equal parts inspiring, and I was just so moved by your reasoning for stepping back. So can you tell us a little bit about that time and what you learned
1: from it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. So I... It, it was kind of during the time where I was struggling with kind of having that attachment to I'm, I'm creating these things from this soul place. And financially, they just felt like they like it wasn't landing with people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, what I was doing felt like it wasn't resonating with people anymore. And I social media became this thing where every bit of my life felt like, it was content like, Oh, this beautiful picture, all oh, this beautiful video. And like, I wasn't in the moment anymore. And it felt like whenever I wasn't showing up on there, it, my like bank account would take a direct hit because people wouldn't buy the workshops. But as soon as I would show up, then people would like buy it again. And so that it was just this really, it felt like this really unhealthy relationship where oh, it was, it was, I just felt drained and depleted. And, and it also became a world of like when you are so in nature it almost feels like the matrix sometimes online. And, and, and it felt like it, this was, I was living in this phone and I wasn't out here anymore because I had to like, I have to make money. I have to make money. I have to pay my bills. And just that condition was like totally taking over. And so it was really just one night. I just knew I was like, it's time for you to take a break. Like you have to take a break because you're totally drained and depleted and you're so unhappy and you you have to, it has to be longer than a week. So I was like, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to do a month. I'm going to take a month off of social media and that to me was really scary because that's how I make money. That's how I, like, that was where my career was, like, coming from. And so I, but I knew I had to do it. And I I knew I had, it was just that knowing again, of, like, I have to do this. So I took, I took a month off and it was really with the, intention to, of wanting to stop working for myself. Like I was like, I'm done working for myself. I don't want to create these things anymore. Like it just, I'm done with wellness. Cause I felt, I, I was so angry too, before I took the break where it was like, I don't know why I just felt so angry with things I was seeing in the wellness industry. And it's, it's now a trillion dollar industry, which in some ways is great, but other ways there's a lot of sneaky marketing just to make money. And it's preying off people's like fears and and that to me was really disheartening to see because I came into wellness. I started through organic farming and it changed my life. And that's how, like, I, I just, I felt like it was this like pure precious area of my life. And then watching it evolve into this like mm. mega business was really hard for me. And so I just felt angry and all these things. And so taking a month off, the first week is kind of like, whoa, this is great. I have a break from like, <laughs> I mean, like So much time. And then by uh-huh. week,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then week two, you're like, oh, okay, this is like weird you start to like miss the people that you have authentic connections with via social media mm-hmm. and just getting i love getting to see people's lives and like what they're doing and what they're up to and what's inspiring them and 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 so then like week 3 was like oh this feels this feels super weird and like what do i want what am i doing mm-hmm. what's my next steps and like not yeah. knowing and be okay about it yeah <laughs> and then yeah and then it was another week and then so by the time i came back i just felt like oh, I felt cleansed and I felt excited to be back and excited to use in a way to connect with people again. I love that connection aspect. I went through and did a deep cleaning of, like, who I followed and didn't feel guilty that I'm, like, I just unfollowed anyone that didn't feel, like, I felt like I was following them to, for just not in a reason that was in alignment for me because I had to mm-hmm. or because they followed me or whatever it may be. Or they're be. in your
0: industry or... Yes,
1: yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. totally. And so I was, like, I, I a cleaned house and I just, I, I show up on there when I feel inspired and I take breaks when I don't feel inspired. And it's, it's yeah, I, I, it's the best. It was like one of the best things I ever did. And then, and then all of this happened. It's just so crazy because then everything happened with COVID-19 and, and wellness was something I wanted to completely step away from and just be done with. And once this all started happening, it was like, it, everything, and especially after taking the break, it was like everything changed where it was like mm-hmm. I... I want to help people now more than ever and I I don't know what that looks like and I still don't really know what that Mm -hmm. looks like and so I just follow the things that light me up where it was like okay I'm gonna do guided meditations and I'll make some for free and I'll make some that I charge for and like see how people feel from them and how it resonates with them and and that's been really great and people have been really loving the coffee tonics lately so it's just like doing things I love and then seeing how people react and what what everyone needs right now and Mm -hmm. how can I support like how can I support you and like that's a question that I ask myself every day and I ask sometimes on social media is like, how can I support you? Like, I just want to be this outlet. And for right now too, it's so funny on social media. The biggest thing I've been getting the past week is people thanking me for showing nature because it feels so good right now mm-hmm. when they're, when we're all cooped up and like that to me, I'm like, okay, cool. That's my role right now. It's like mm-hmm. to show everything around me. It's not to like get on and talk about myself or talk about my shit. It's to like show this beautiful space and help people on that way. And that's okay that I don't make money from it. That's not mm-hmm. my biggest concern. It's like, how can I show up for people? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I can relate to
0: that so deeply, even just from the podcast. Like once this happened, I just felt so called to record 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 and record with the right people and like the right messages um and for me as a projector too being seen is really 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 important it like is basically a direct reflection of someone seeing my soul so what I noticed was that like I was getting so much recognition from the podcast and so I was like okay I don't have if I don't do anything else other than record a it feels in alignment and b it's supporting people in some way, even if it's small, even if it's just because they get like an hour of listening to someone really inspiring, like done. Great. I've done my piece. So I can relate Ooh. with that so deeply. I love that. I, love that. Um, I, I love wanted to actually, cool. I wanted to read um, a small piece of the email that you sent out. Cause I would love for people to hear it. And then I want to dig yeah. into it. But you said on days or weeks when clients are leaving the virtual studio, not booking any sessions, purchasing any workshops or unfollowing. It can feel like a direct reflection of my worth because I always make it a point to share my most authentic self on there. I don't ever market in a way to prey on fears or promise results to pressure anyone into buying or create this falsehood that I have everything figured out and that you need me to help you figure out your next steps. I love that. I simply show up in the way that feels most authentic to me and guess what? I'm not for everyone, 75, 70% of the time I'm cool with it and logistically understand how the world works. And 30% of the time my sensitivity takes over and it feels like too much. When I read that, I've of course made me sad. And this was like the place that you were in. It's so human. Um, but it also gave me this incredible sense of relief. I remember reading it and being like, shit, I am not alone. Like I have those (laughs) same thoughts. So again, this is why I praise your vulnerability so much because you just by expressing what's working and what isn't is healing for the collective, me included. So I'd love to dig into this a little bit, that feeling of not being for everyone and the tough lesson that comes with being a business owner. And like you said, 30% of the time, it's so hard, especially when to your core, all you want, like your desire is to help others. So how have how have you, in this present moment, been leaning into that reality and finding acceptance?
1: Hmm. I would say the biggest thing I just recently had, like um, I reflected back on a Human Design reading again to talk about it that I just had. But I have a three five profile, so one of the Me things, too. like you do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to this. That's crazy. One of the things that we're here to do is share our experience. Like Mm -hmm. that's one of our like biggest purpose here on this earth is to share our experience. And so for it's so, and it's so interesting that like that part of the email resonated so deeply because it was just my experience at the time. And like, for me, I would shame myself like no one wants to hear you talk about yourself or I would I would get like so I would hide a lot of my experience because I just like who wants to hear that but like and just keep myself small in that way and understanding that as part of my purpose to share my experience as authentic as I can is really it was just really reassuring and knowing that that's the right that's the right thing for me and it it was I was in such a place where because I'm so sensitive it was so it, it felt really, really hard sometimes where And I almost felt this was a part of the anger that I felt where it was like, I'm showing up as my most um, most authentic self and people are rejecting me for it. And that, and I have such like a childhood wound too of rejection. So that's like the biggest mirror of like, this, this is your your rejection trigger coming up and like logically knowing like you're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. And that's totally cool. But on those days when you're sensitive and you're like, oh, people really didn't like that. It's just like, a stab to the heart. So I would feel, I was feeling angry before I left where like you see someone who has created this role as like a guru or hides behind beautiful marketing. And it's like, if they're rejected, it's not really, they're not being really rejected for who they are. They're like playing a role and fulfilling a role. And so for me, it felt like I'm showing up as myself and people don't like it. Mm -hmm. And like, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that every day, but some days it felt like that, where it was just that, that feeling of rejection. And then, but just honoring, I recently have been really into Eckhart Tolle and all of his teachings Mm. and just being present with those emotions and feelings. And it almost like completely, it doesn't always completely dissolve them, but just having Mm -hmm. presence with like, okay, I'm feeling really triggered right now and I'm feeling really rejected. And that almost gives me a sense of peace in itself of like, okay, like how, how can I, how can I lean into this more? And it's, yeah, it's, and it's it also feels it's also great like I, what I love about like communicating that in a newsletter is I had a few responses of people who are like I feel the same way or I have a few different friends who are small business owners and they're like I feel that way too and it's like by sharing these experiences not only for me but we all get this greater sense of community like oh shit I'm not alone that feels so mm-hmm. good you no know, I'm not alone in these Seriously. feelings of like oh so it's such a I'm not doing <Yeah>. But, and just knowing that it's like, it's, it's part of the wave and it's like, some days are high and some days are low and it's everything will pass at the end Mm of the day, the high days and the low days will pass. So it's just kind of having peace with and presence with what is at the moment. Mm -hmm. So
0: And it goes back to that like abundant mind shift too, where it's like, you know, you could be in the thick of feeling so unworthy or rejected and then you get that one, I mean, you get that one email or that one ping on Instagram of someone like recommending you to someone else or sharing what they're Uh doing. And you're just like, what else matters? Nothing.
2: Nothing, Truly. nothing. I, love I feel to,
1: like I love when I recommend something even, and like it's another small business owner, mm-hmm. especially like a woman owned business. And someone messages me and they're like, I bought this thing or I booked with this person. And I get so happy that mm-hmm. that they get to experience that. And, and I'm helping support another small business. And you're right. It's like it means so much as an as a small business owner and as a creator. Those uh, those messages, those DMs, what seems like something so small to some people, like, mm. oh, I just like messaged them and said I like that thing. Like, no, it means so yeah. fucking much because yeah. you're like, yay, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like, I remember
0: there's been like, there was like a couple times where I was like, oh, cool. Like, because they did that, hopefully other people will start following along or whatever. And now I think that I, when I had that sort of mentality I knew that I wasn't very in a al- lot in alignment with what I was doing I think I was still pretty unsure and now that I'm pretty rock solid in my message those come in now and I'm just like I'm just I don't even care if other people don't follow along That that would be great because like the bigger the collective the more change we can make or whatever but it's more of like just yeah like each person individually at a time just like honoring that one person who's who's seeing you and who's um, who's absorbing the message and it's resonating with. So, yeah, I don't know. For anyone who can relate to Caitlin and myself, uh, we see you. We see you. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's, like, really with my newsletter is where I put in a lot of my heart and soul. That's, like, kind of my safe space to, like, really do a lot of the writing that I crave to do. <laughs> and wow. so when I get unsubscribers, I'm like – <sighs> um,
1: <I know. laughs> that hurts so
0: bad especially when they can tell you why they unsubscribe I'm like do you have to like can you just be like no I'm just unsubscribing it, that is like something that I am so apparent that I need to keep working on within my worth because if I'm not careful I take it on as a direct reflection like you've said and I just don't it's not worth it to me to take away from the people who are benefiting from the message because some people it wasn't for them. Like that's just such a disservice to both ourselves and the people who are benefiting. So I try to remind myself of that.
1: It's so true. And this is probably like not a good business tip, but like for me it's, I am the same way if it's like an unsubscriber or um, unfollow or even looking at like, I never, Look, like if I ever look back on my stories, I, I've done this for over a year and it's the best thing and it's the biggest thing I can recommend because I'm just, this is what's allowed me to be my most authentic self on social media is I always cover and I never look at who views my stories. I cover the numbers so I never know when people drop off. I never know who's looking at it. It's not your ex-boyfriend or your ex-friend <laughs> that's still like following you yeah. or like that person that ghosted you. It's like, I never know any of that. And for me, it's like, I I give myself grace that like I may never get to a point where I feel completely okay with like people not resonating with me, Mm -hmm. but I know it takes away from my creative process when I give in to like those analytics too much. So for me, I just create the space of like, okay, I'm not going to look at it because I know it will start taking away from the people that I Mm -hmm. do resonate with. And at some point, hopefully I'll get to a point where I could like bring on another person that looks at the analytics and that's their job. But like for me, it's just not worth my energy because it will take away and create this spiral. And instead of feeling like, I have to do some kind of work around it. It's just kind of like having that boundary with it. Like this doesn't make me feel good and that's okay.
0: I could not have said that better myself. I actually just went through something recent, like very recently. And, you know, I think kind of what Caitlin and I are talking about, I hope anyone who's in the same situation can use this as a time to really go inward and reflect and see if you can relate. Because I, you know, I have a blog and I, I I really do like it, but it's becoming less about, like, like I said, the newsletter is really where I can, like, chime in and write. And the blog is more like, okay, there's some, like, affiliate links. And this kind of, like, keeps my electricity on. And I'm grateful for it. Um, but I got into this rabbit hole of, like, I need to be better about SEO. And I need to learn everything mm-hmm. there is to know about SEO. And it was taking away from the content I was writing because it had to be so SEO heavy. And I hired someone to, like, optimize the post, which is okay to do as a business owner. That's, like, logical, like- whatever. But to your point, it was completely stripping away the reasoning behind the content. And my brain was so filled with like, is it good enough? Is it going to rank? Will it reach enough people? And literally yesterday I had the worst anxiety and I was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I appreciate SEO. It is great. But like you said, it might be something down the road where I need to like have someone deal with and like, not even think about and just create and push it out but I just became so so hypersensitive towards it and it like became my my mission and that is not my aligned mission so I love I love that you touched on that because that is just so real and that's a really good wake-up call to just step back and be like okay it might work for some people this is not how I want to operate my business this is not my calling
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I took a few business classes this past year and it was very heavy on like email marketing, SEO mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I felt like, oh, I have to do this to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. It just completely takes over your headspace mm-hmm. and your energy. And it's all you think about. And it's like, this isn't why this isn't for like this is not a good place for my energy to go. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. There's not one way to run a business. Right. And and yeah, that just honoring that and knowing that in yourself and just being like, and some people thrive off it and love it and some love and get like so geeked out and like and that's, that's so for great. Them. Yeah. For yeah. It's
0: not for me. Well, and I even <laughs> emailed great. you um yesterday, I think it was yesterday, but like I was putting off even switching to Squarespace because everyone was like, But the SEO isn't as friendly as WordPress. And I'm like, Okay, but like I'm very I'm all about aesthetics. That's like a huge piece of my human design chart as well as like aesthetics are so visually stimulating to me and I feel most drawn to Squarespace and like I'm trying to do more one-on-one offerings and it's just set up better and I've been putting that off because I'm like oh but the SEL like that's so silly so I'm actually hurting my business right exactly, by like letting yeah. myself be crushed. yeah we could talk about this forever um so oops If you heard that, that was my hangers because I'm in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I wanted to close out with what I call rapid fire questions. However, please take your time because I'd love to hear your answers. Okay, so in this season of life, what are you most grateful for?
1: Mm, Oh my gosh. It's the, yeah, it's nature. It's yeah. nature in the space that I'm in. It's the one thing that when life feels crazy that I just, I'm like, look around, look where you're at, look around, look where you're at. And mm. like, that's, that's like my only mantra is like, look around and look what you like, look where you're at. So yeah, I love that. by far.
0: I always say, look up. <laughs> like mm, if you're I feeling like that. swallowed or suffocated, I'm like, oh, just look up. The world's big.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> what is something that you value about yourself?
1: mm. It would be my sensitivity because it was something that I rejected for so long. And now it's, it's such a gift. And I I hated that I could feel other people's energy. I hated that. I could like, I was intuitive. I hated that I had these gut feelings about things. And now it's the one thing that I value. So I'm like, it's a gift. Your sensitivity and your softness mm-hmm. is such a gift. Mm-hmm.
0: Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. She has this piece mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. where she says, the opposite of sensitive isn't brave. It's insensitive.
2: Ooh, and I, I love loved
0: that. that so much. Uh. So she's touching on like being sensitive is actually really, really brave. It's vulnerable. It's being totally, vulnerable. Yeah. And that is a gift. Yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm an
2: early bird. Okay.
1: I love the morning. It's my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite time. I used to be a night owl and and. I, but now I just, I love the morning when it's quiet and like the birds are out and the sun's coming up and like soaking up that early morning sun is so yummy. It's so good.
0: And you meditate on your porch with your do. beautiful dogs. It's so crazy. <laughs> okay. So the next question is coffee or tea, but I feel like I know the answer to this already. Coffee, yeah, <laughs> What's your favorite uh, tonic from your book? Uh, I'm sorry. What's your favorite tonic from your recipe book?
1: Mm-hmm. It's the chamomile with the rose. So there's mm. one with lavender in there as well, and lavender. Oh, but the chocolate's really good too. <laughs> oh. like, don't make me choose. I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have it to. It depends on the day. Okay, if I'm like wanting something a little more like floral, it'd be mm. the chamomile and rose coffee. But if it's like I want something richer, and I'm like hormonal around yeah. my cycle, it's like the chamomile and cacao with like coconut butter. It's like, mm. It's it's like a dessert, but not at all. It's mm-hmm. so good.
0: What is your morning routine?
1: Mm, My morning routine is, so most days I get up, I get up with the sun and then I go down, I sleep upstairs and then I go down, let my dogs out. They get a morning carrot every morning. So I give them their morning carrots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I make myself a coffee tonic and we go out on the porch and we oh, now that it's not winter, we can do this. So, I'm so this is like the best morning now. <laughs> um, so we go out on the porch and we just take in like the sun. I drink my coffee tonic. I meditate sometimes. I haven't been doing a lot of guided meditations for Like, I haven't been listening, and I think, especially now that I'm recording, I don't ever want to accidentally, Mm. like, repeat stuff that I hear, so Mm -hmm. I've just been meditating to, like, the sound of the grass and the wind on my skin and the sun on my hair and just really sensing in as much of like nature and her elements and like taking in my tonic and really being present in each moment. And then I usually, after that, I grab right now I'm on, I'm almost done with the new earth from Eckhart Tolle. So I read a little bit of that each morning. I love to do just like a little bit of morning reading. And then what do I usually do from there? Sometimes I'll work out after that, but generally Generally, I'll just, like, take a shower and kind of get my day started. I've been really back into Alexa Smart Flower Remedies. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'll do – I'll start that in the morning, which I love. And um, some mornings I pull, like, a tarot card if I feel like I'm needing just, like, a little bit of guidance for the day. (laughs) I love pulling. And then just, like, checking in with myself. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, what – it's so funny cuz my boyfriend will be like every time he like sleeps over he's like what are you up to today and I'm like whatever I want to like whatever's exciting me today and so I just kind of do that check in every morning like what sounds good to you today and so and then I just follow that for the rest of the day. Oh, I love that so much.
0: Okay, so then what about your evening routine if you
1: have one? Yeah, evenings a little bit more relaxed. It's yeah, I feel like that's kind of up and down. So sometimes it's like watching a little show on netflix or something Mm -hmm. um but most nights it's making just like a chamomile tea for bed i like to have like an evening drink so sometimes i'll do a tonic but if i'm tired then i'll just do a tea Mm -hmm. and then light like an incense go upstairs i've been really into listening re listening to a lot of the like super soul conversation with oprah and just kind of like falling asleep to that just like these beautiful conversations and relaxing in bed and that's it it's really simple so good
0: what is your life motto?
2: Mm, oh, do I have
0: a If you have motto? one, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and I think for
0: a lot of people too, it just like ebbs and flows, you know, with like it does. the day
1: or the month,
0: the season.
1: Yeah. yeah. The thing I, like the phrase I always kind of repeat to myself is like, is like growing and learning and evolving. Like I always repeat mm. that to myself, especially when life feels really hard. It's mm-hmm. just like, how, how can I grow through this is, like, always the question I ask. Whether it's a good, ex- quote-unquote, good or bad. I don't like to, like, black and sure. white them. But, like, yeah. when I'm going through anything, it's just, like, how can I grow through this and learn and keep just, yeah, just keep learning and evolving. Yeah.
0: What's your spirit animal? Is it shaman? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I it's so funny because before I felt like I would always say koala because they just like Aww. like to sleep and eat and chill in nature but now it's for sure a horse I'm yeah. just like oh, oh, oh like I oh they're so there's it's so wild like how you were saying how deeply intuitive they are like there's been so many times where I'll just like place my hand on shaman's like side and I'll just like tear up with emotion like they're so mm. powerful and beautiful and him especially like he's just he's just this beautiful like manifestation of masculine and the most loving like it's so hard to describe but I think it's the reason why people resonate so deeply mm-hmm. with him when I even just post a video of him it's like he has this power and beauty within mm-hmm. him that's just like oh so good
0: yeah my sister lives on a ranch and has like four horses so ever since oh. I was little she was like Cause I would always be a little afraid and you know, they're just very big. And she was like, you know, it's good. It's good to be like aware of your surroundings, but also recognize that these are some of the most, if not the most magical animal on this planet. So I've always had this like that. intense respect for them. And I think that kind of shows too, where I'm like, I, I don't really fully understand you. So I'm just going to give you your space. And I think they totally. appreciate that. They're like, good. You stay yeah. over there. <laughs> if, if you were a color, what color would you be?
1: Oh, what color would I be? That's a good question. I feel like it'd be, I always think of, like, yellow. I feel like it'd be, like, a light yeah. yellow. I feel like it's, like, a generator thing, too, where it's just this, like, little, like, when I'm lit up by something, yeah. I just, I turn into a little kid where I'm just, like, ee! I'm so excited. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, I love so much energy. So I feel like it'd be something, like, bright, like a light yellow. <laughs> yeah.
0: What is something that breaks your heart?
1: Hmm uh the biggest one and I know it just comes from working with women is like the the biggest thing that breaks my heart is like that lack of compassion and love for for themselves Mm -hmm. and it's it's crazy especially I've noticed it especially with like a lot of the moms that I that I work that I work with it's like God, we're so fucking hard on ourselves. I just think as women, like we're so hard on ourselves and so much of that has to do with conditioning, but it just, it breaks my heart when I see someone, especially a woman who is just doubting her worth, doubting herself, keeping herself small, keeping herself Mm -hmm. in situations that are, that are abusive or toxic or harmful and just thinking that's all they're worthy of and all they deserve. And that to me is just like, Oh, the most soul crushing, heartbreaking thing. And I think, especially because I've then at that end of the spectrum it's like how can i pull you out of that and just like oh how can i get you out of that because you mm-hmm. deserve so much
0: more so mm-hmm. much more yeah
1: oh that makes me so sad
0: mm-hmm. what song or musician is on repeat for you right now ooh oh
1: mm-hmm. my god you what? make
0: what? amazing playlists by the way
1: <laughs> they're so good i love playlists i love creating playlists i'm trying to think of what i've been playing lately on repeat ooh! I've like this morning I was actually mm, I've been playing a lot of like I love like 90s and 2000s even a little bit before then I love like old school rap and oh, so when so I'm good, good
2: <laughs> yeah
1: as of lately I've been playing a lot of old school rap which is really funny so just I've just been it just makes me like playful and totally. silly and dance and yeah. like just I don't I don't know I got through I go through such phases and it depends on like the time of day and but that's just been like whenever I need to get my energy up and just Mm -hmm. laugh and be playful and silly it's just like turn on some old school rap that just makes you want to dance and And it just it
0: really helps you just not take yourself too seriously like energetically you can't
1: when exactly. something like that is playing. Yeah. In the and I have so much serious music that's like beautiful yeah. for meditation and so relaxing. But sometimes it's sometimes fun to just have this right. like mainstream old school rap right. that just like <laughs> yeah, you can't take yourself
2: seriously. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite book?
2: Mmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: I'm gonna say I'm. I'm gonna say a New Earth because it's. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm reading now, and I've really been taking my time with it, and just digesting the chapters, and then, listening to Oprah and Eckhart Tolle's like conversations together. It's just been. It's been so it's just been so instrumental and and his teachings are so good and just Mm -hmm. being present with everything that we're and I think especially now just has just the gift of presence right now is so so important so I love that right now he's
0: incredible anyone who's pinged by that or is intrigued it is something it's so worth the read but you do have to be patient it's a little bit of like it can feel like you're decoding at first, for me yeah. anyway, because he's just yeah. so otherworldly and intelligent. Um, but really it's it's worth every single page that you have to reread three times, I think. So good. Yeah. I think so too. And
2: yeah. yeah, and
1: if it feels if it feels like uh, like the decoding like you said the the oprah has mm. a whole mm. they go through each chapter of a new earth on her podcast from like a year or two ago i didn't and so know that, that oprah makes everything digestible so totally. like if it does feel like heavy it's like listen to those at the same time and you're like ooh, it goes even oh, deeper amazing. and just like breaks it down okay. and it's so so good okay
0: i'll link that i didn't know that she did that that's so great yeah. if you could go anywhere in the world once COVID-19 is healed, where would you go? <laughs> mm.
1: You're like, I'm here. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's so hard. It's so hard. Cause I'm such a home, but like I'm not yeah. a traveler. I'm such a homebody, So I feel like I'm here, but I guess the one thing I would pick, I would want to go to Romania where my mm. boyfriend grew up because he speaks of it so dearly. And I, I would love to get to see, like, the place that he grew up mm. and this, this small town and where his grandparents lived. And I love experiences like that where it's, like, it's more than, I mean, it's more than just traveling. It's get mm. getting to see, like, part of who someone who is would be is. really beautiful. Yeah, so and I'll and, like, say see that. It through their <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: When you think of being human, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh,
1: I would say, God, it's between like consciousness and vulnerability. It's really between the two. And I think kind of so well put uh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of dancing between those two mm-hmm. of like, I mean, that's what makes humans so beautiful is we have this ability to be conscious and, and, and be vulnerable and connect. And yeah, Ugh, those would be the two. Those So would be good. Two. So good. So
0: one more thing before you go, can you just shed a little bit of light on your curious living sessions? So maybe just speaking to what they are and who they might be for.
1: Yeah. So they are one-on-one sessions that I originally designed, because I, like you, I love a one-on-one connection. Like that was one thing that I was really missing from the workshops and the virtual studios. I wasn't getting to connect with people one-on-one anymore. So Mm -hmm. I created the Curious Living Session. And again, it was like going kind of like, going through that old conditioning of like, well, what skills, what are you certified in? What do you bring to the table, Caitlin? It was like, I, the thing that I kept hearing from people is that I have the ability to hold space for them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to create this session where it's, I'm just holding space for someone and I'll kind of let them guide me on what they want to talk about. And so I started to see a pattern from the sessions. And so And most of the time it's like, it really is tuning to like your own inner voice, helping supporting someone through that, what that feels like, what Mm. that looks like. And then they evolved recently. And now they include after our conversation, they, I record a guided meditation personalized just for them on what they're working through so they can listen to that daily. And that just takes their work so much deeper because you get so many aha moments in like a one-on-one session. And then it's like a few days later, it all kind of just like we go back to our regular lives of it kind of just going into the same routine so I was like I really want a way to support someone so they can keep integrating these lessons that we just had in this conversation and keep going deeper and deeper and so that's been like my favorite part Uh, of having these like personalized meditations just for you so it's not some like mass program it's like this is just for you and what you're working through and just Mm -hmm. to take that even deeper feels so good
0: so called to do that the day you Mm -hmm. put them out I was like ooh, that feels like it's for me just waiting for the right time (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have to do that. Well, where can people find you? I don't want you to leave without people hearing um, where they can follow along with you on the interwebs.
1: On the internet. You can find me on Instagram at... Caitlin curiosity and my website is Caitlin curiosity and that's Caitlin C A I T L I N. I know there's a million billion ways to spell it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are probably the two main places. I do have a YouTube too, that I go back and forth on cause I love making and editing videos. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you're at all interested in like a more behind the scenes on like ranch life and yeah. cabin life and, and my view on like, you can kind of see, I mean, just my experience of like going through wellness, because I was like, I'm going to walk away from wellness. And it's all on there uh, on YouTube at Keelan Curiosity as well.
0: Something cool, too, because like, I've been following you for a while. And, you know, you're, you're just like a very calming presence, but what I love, too, about YouTube is I'm like, oh, she is silly as hell. Like, you are so funny. And on YouTube, I think it's really cool to, like, see a lot of that come out in you as well. Um, but there's Thank definitely you. been many a time where I'm, like, laughing out loud.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're super silly. Was but was such funny. a weirdo. And it was something that I got hid for so long. So I'm like, this is who I am. I'm weird. Yeah. I'm goofy. I'm, like, and anytime I would watch anyone else's YouTuber, I felt like they weren't I'm like, it feels like a version of yourself, but it's not everything. So I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to be, if I'm going to be on here, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. And so every like video ends with like a blooper, blooper. reel. Like, things I recorded where I'm just being a total weirdo. It's <laughs> so funny. It's my favorite part of the whole video. Cause I'm like, this is really who I, this, that is like my real essence right there. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Well, I wish I could hug you in real life. Thank you so much for taking the time. And you are just such a magical human. And I'm thankful that you're walking this planet and sharing all of your gifts with us.
1: Mm, Thank you so much for having me. This has been so wonderful. You're such a light. And this podcast is such a light and so needed Mm -hmm. and so beautiful. So I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
0: So there you have it. My conversation with Caitlin Smith of Caitlin Curiosity. If you're interested, hang out for just a few more seconds. Caitlin's meditation is coming up and it is absolutely beautiful. Of course, you can always come back to this episode at any time and skip to the end of the episode to re-listen to the meditation.
2: I'd like you to start by coming into a comfortable seated position. And when you're ready, gently closing your eyes. We're going to take just a couple minutes here to check in with ourselves. Let's start by taking three deep inhales in through the nose expanding those lungs filling that belly holding here at the top for just two seconds and as you exhale let it out with a sigh two more times through big inhale through the nose Filling those lungs, holding for one and two, and let it out with a sigh. Your last time through and your deepest breath of the day, in through the nose, holding here at the top, and let it All out, releasing with a sigh. I'd like you to bring your right hand over your heart space. Your left hand rests gently underneath, gifting yourself this moment of tender touch. Shifting your attention to this energetic exchange between your heart space and the palms of your hands. And I'd like you to whisper aloud, thank you body. Taking notice of what comes up for you as you honor yourself aloud. Thanking your body for keeping you safe. Thanking your body for keeping you healthy. Thanking your body for giving you this gift of breath, connectedness. And whenever you feel those thoughts of uncertainty, any thoughts of anxiousness, worry, fear, fear of the unknowing, Come back to this breath. Come back to this body, dear one. Come back to this place of home. This feeling of safety. This feeling of love. Stay here as long as you need. Or gently flutter your eyes open. Welcome home.